You are watching a master at work. Coming to you live from over the hump and on the bluff with the latest news, sports, entertainment, pop culture, and campus events. This is Jag Talk Podcast, powered by Southern University Office of Student Media. Back with another episode of Jag Talk Podcast. It's your host, DB, the main MC. I am who I am and I be who I be. Who else we got over here today? Yes, sir. This is your girl, Jalen. Come your way with the hot topics. I'm Tiana with the T. Never miss the beat with me. Hey. Who is she? Who is she? Who is she? Girl. It's Keyless Celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got the full team here today. We got E on the boards. We feeling good today, ain't we? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Fabulous. How's y'all week going so far? Pretty good? Amazing. God is good. Hey, all the time. So, I see no reason to dilly-dally. Y'all want to head straight into it? Yes, sir. All right. So, first on the board, we have a new president. Jalen, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, not a new president, yeah. but you know, the process Candidates. is ongoing. So, last week, I believe we had interviews with all three finalists. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one was Dr. Walter Kimbrough from Dillard. Uh, the first question that was asked was, um, what are some areas of improvement from his perspective that he believes SU uh, should all start working on? And this was his response. So I'm, I'm going back to that. I think it's got to be, and you would have to, I'd be curious to, to hear what people think when we have time during the day. Like, what are the signature academic programs here? Where do people come from? I mean, I know, a particular context and in the system in a broader context, um, and not just a oh. programs. How do we leverage those so that people are talking about the institution in a broader context and in a system in a broader context, um, and not just about the visible um, the visible culture of HBCU. I mean, Southern is entrenched in that. We talk about band culture and football culture. I mean, that's a strong brand, but that doesn't carry you everywhere you need to go. You've got to have those key academic pieces that are part of it too. Um, to me, that's the that's the lowest hanging fruit um, to do that. And just to get out there to start promoting more, you know, what the students are doing, um, what faculty are doing, the, the kind of expertise, I, that's always low hanging fruit. To put those people out there to make sure people get to see what the faculty are doing and the students and that helps raise your brand and your profile. To me, that's low hanging fruit too. Um, one of the things I'll add really quickly, um, Robin is here, so she understands the whole marketing and communications as part of your strategic plan. You guys indicate that you use Meltwater, so I, I do too. And I've been looking at my time there, how we've been able to raise our profile based on your advertising value equivalent. So it basically they look at the, the, at the mentions you get in, in media and how much that's worth. When I got to Dillard, right before I started Dillard in 2011, our AVE was $15 million. Last year was $85 million. Okay, so we've grown it a lot. I've been through him now. I, mean, okay. saying, I already I like, like him. That. I've been liking him. I really like that he brought up the numbers. Like you actually have your own, you know, facts as to how you can prove how you raised your own budget. Like Definitely. that's amazing. Then he's right about, you know, everything not being about football or the band. We need more things, aspects of Southern to be put out there. Because we should highlight academics because we are an academic institution. Definitely. And like from our nursing and engineering, you can like go down a list of the different programs we have here. Like there's no shortage of like highly skilled, highly effective, like educational programs here at Southern. 
I do think like he's right with that. And I like knowing people in charge can go and tell me the math behind it. I'm not a mathematician myself, (laughs) but I like knowing that you know the math of what's going on. It makes me feel better, you know? I'm a big data person. Definitely. Like, show me the numbers. That's what I want. Okay. All right. So next we have from um, Arkansas Pine Buff, uh, Dr. Lawrence Alexander. His question, he's the second finalist. He said, uh, his question was, what were your three most recent university positions and what do you what did you in each one of those um positions qualify you to be the chancellor of the only HB, hbcu system that is southern university okay. and this was his response wonderful my three most recent positions include of course my current position at the university of arkansas at pine bluff as chancellor uh that position i've held for the last uh almost nine years uh, as chancellor. And I believe, as I stated in my opening, that it is in 1890 land-grant HBCU, very similar to uh, Southern Baton Rouge. And our university at, at UAPB is a member of the University of Arkansas system. So as chancellor of UAPB, I serve with other chancellors as part of a much larger system a system that contains some 70,000 students and more than uh, 15 institutes and universities. So that I believe qualifies me for positioning here in that I've worked very closely and dearly with our University of Arkansas system. I've worked uh, very closely with the University of Arkansas system president. As a matter of fact, he and I were just texting just a few minutes ago. Uh, uh, I I understand the role. And- he had that Obama draw to him. I swear I was going to say he sounded like Bill Clinton. I was kind of falling asleep. As I was asleep. going through his segment of the interview, I definitely felt like, yeah, this is very Obama-ish. Which is not a bad thing, even though not everyone appreciated his tenure. But Q, what do you think about it? I think that um, it really does show that he's a team player. I like that he brought up he worked with other chancellors because, you know, too many chiefs, not enough Indians, you know, yes, it can really sink a ship. Yes, Lord. Okay, next we have um, from Wisconsin, Platteville, I believe, Chancellor uh, Dr. Dennis Shields. His question was, SU Campus was the pillar of the Scholarville community. How do you plan on engaging the community in helping to grow SU's interest, status, and expanding the university's brand? And this was his response. The university's brand. I start from the position that I have to be informed as to what the concerns of the community might be. I think the mistake that institutions of higher education sometimes fall into is thinking they're the source of all wisdom on a subject. Yes, they can bring great research, great insight, great experiences to the table, but you need to sit down with the community. You need to talk to the elected officials. You need to talk to the business community. You need to talk to uh, the religious community, sit down with them, create the list of of what the challenges are in front of the community. So that's where I would start to have those conversations. I like Obama better. That's not his name. (laughs) I'm going for the Diller old president. I agree. I like Dr. Yeah. A lot Um, of people's on campuses, students, preference is Dr. Kimbrough. Not happy. I, I just feel like Dr. Shields, like he just admitted that he kind of doesn't know what our concerns for our brand is. I was about to say. Like he said I that know because you he's not from here, he doesn't 
which is a problem trying to be our president. Right. No beef. Like, he's probably a good you, guy, but how could you represent a group of people that you don't really understand the needs of? Like yeah. that is going to take him time. And do you want time or do you want efficiency? The Never first one just top tier about his business yes. and just. Sound so you know youthful. He sounds yeah. young and very vital. Yes, youthful. Hopefully, just hopefully in the end, uh, State University makes the right decision in the next Chancellor of SU. Hopefully um, sooner rather than later. Yes. Okay. Um. Let's talk about the HBCU bomb threats that happened recently. Oh God. So basically, starting at the beginning of January, there was around 14 campuses who received bomb threats. Um, probably in around a two-week span. And of course, this is Black History Month. We also have one that took place starting on February 1st to kick off Black History Month. Um, As of right now, the FBI says that there are five um, people who they have in mind as possible perpetrators whose names haven't been released. Um, Not much information about them has been released. Crazy. But just on the bomb threats in general, what are y'all thoughts? I just want to point out, as recent as this morning, Claflin University was another one who just got a bomb threat. Wow. Yeah. I feel like this is only gonna, this is setting the ground for us to like let our guard down type stuff. It's what it's what it feels like to me. I'm just throwing stuff out. But will it lead to something like something my, actually happens? That's my fear because when something because if something really is like does happen somewhere in the HBCU campus or college campus, like I want them to keep treating it with the same urgency that they treated it for the first one. Because once you let your guard down and it's like, yeah. well, it's probably fake anyway. True. That's when something happens. So, I mean. I mean, I'm that person too where it's like eh, it's not real it's not gonna happen until you know? it does it's like you hate for somebody to lose their life or get really you know injured injured very badly before you actually like take serious action as a young black person it's actually really hard to like you know trust the government's actions for or like their their initiative for us is positive but the FBI is actually investigating the bomb threats as an extremely violent and hateful Thank crime you. and I'm thankful for that because a lot of hate crimes go under the radar because they're subjective like oh it could be just because it's school and not because it's black but I'm glad that we are establishing a pattern that's HBCUs. Hopefully in the end, this all goes away and we're all safe in the end, all of us at HBCU. Thanks. Your local Domino's is looking for people with that extra ingredient. Turn up the volume every time you agree. Are you hardworking? A team player? Want a fun place to work with flexible hours? If you can hear this loud and clear, then you might have that extra ingredient Domino's is looking for. For details and to apply, visit jobs.dominoes.com today. Most Domino's stores are owned and operated by independent franchisees rather than Domino's Pizza LLC. Each franchisee is a separate and distinct company from Domino's Pizza LLC. All hiring and other employment decisions in the franchise store are made solely by the franchisee and not Domino's Pizza LLC. What's up, Jaguars? We're back with another trivia, another plan, another see what the HBCU Southern University is doing for this Mardi Gras. You know, it's almost that time. So we set a poll for the podcast to see what our watchers and listeners will be doing for this Mardi Gras. And what our responses, we have one response and Batty Niao said (laughs) she's going to catch some beads and be with the family. Um, another user said that she will be, you know, getting drunky drunk, you know, trying to be all <laughs> over the place. And another says she trying to get toe up. So what are y'all doing As for Mardi Gras? All of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. The first Mardi Gras in what, two years? Oh, yes, Lord. I yes. really just don't want to remember. I've never been Isn't to Mardi Gras before, so I have to turn up. It's a series of parades. It's a series of a lot of 
different bands just it's a good vibe it's always been a good vibe it's always been a good vibe since i've been younger so that's always been something that i've looked forward to since february and march of mardi gras season it's true they're actually saying you might have to pay for certain parades though to get into certain huh? parades. yeah because of the covid protocol and they're trying to you know cut down on size of though? people you inflation know. is in mother right now yeah yeah definitely that oh my god all right so mardi gras y'all just at the end be please be safe be safe Watch Make yourselves, sure. watch your drinks, watch your friends, females out there, guys, y'all too. Just be safe all around. And mask up because uh, it's still please. COVID. It's still going to see me buy me a fishbowl. Mm-hmm. Don't be coming back sick. All right. Sports. What we got, EB? So, as y'all probably guessed, we have no shortage of SU sports in the spring semester. We got baseball, we got softball, we got basketball, men's and women's. Yeah, bowling, I think, too. There is no shortage of sports we have. Am I tripping about bowling? Is bowling fall or spring? Bowling. Bowling just recently ended. Um, oh, okay, okay. Like, Quick um, shout out to bowling. He did that stuff. Yes, they did a out of me. Um, just recently, the Jaguars basketball team, men, they retook the swag mm-hmm. by beating um, Texas Southern in a thriller. And um, let's say um, we're going in and face Grambling this week, and it should be a good game. We have five games left. If we can hold on to this lead and go in as, like, number one in the swag going into the tourney, son, that's next-level stuff for the men's team. We talk about it a lot, how the girls' team, like, they've always, like, they've always been good since I've been here. Yeah, they really have. But the boys, they haven't. <laughs> like, right. not hating, but, you know. It's been a while. It's, it's, been, it's a been a while since they've been this good, and I'm I'm here for it. And um, shout-out to the baseball team, back-to-back swag champs. They're looking to make a looking to make three straight swag championships and I definitely think they're going to do it. We talk like we make a lot of noise about football and basketball with just do but baseball as far as like success there is no more successful team here on Southern besides baseball like they are the best team as far as sports goes that like we've seen on campus in like a decade right behind volleyball right behind they need their clout son like baseball, volleyball, these are the sports that like don't have a lot of people in Definitely. the stands. Definitely. We need to go out and support. Like we have student athletes out there who are actually winning, bro. We have to go out and show love. If we don't, then who knows when's the next time we're gonna have that with any team here. Right. Spread the love all the way over. This is Southern University sports are big here and I expect a lot in the future. Definitely. Y'all wanna go into entertainment real quick and kinda spree through that. Miss yeah? thicker than a snicker. Let's go. What's up, guys? I'm here with Nikira Dixon. If you don't know who she is, she's the 2022-2023 Miss Thicker Than a Snicker Queen. How are you doing, Miss Dixon? I'm doing well today. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. So, let's get started. Why did you want to participate in the pageant? I wanted to participate in the pageant because it's one of the biggest pageants of the school year, and I've really accomplished everything that I wanted to accomplish in school thus far. And the one thing I've always wanted to do was be in a pageant. So this was my first pageant experience, and I'm so glad that I, I took the chance and did it. What makes Miss Thicker Than a Snicker stands out from other pageants? Well, Miss Thicker Than a Snicker is a pageant platform that gives plus-size girls their own spotlight and a chance to feel beautiful and like a top contender without their weight playing a factor into their ability to compete. Some other pageants have that underlying tone that you have to look a certain way to win or to even compete in the pageant. And Miss Thicker Than a Snicker just takes that factor away. What did you get out of doing it? I personally have never felt 
looked so beautiful and sexy and empowered like when I did this pageant. I'm already a confident person, but everyone has their insecurities and, and doubts about themselves. But this pageant just made me face every fear and self-reservation that I had and really allowed me to be vulnerable with myself. And so it was an, it was a rewarding experience, even before I was crowned. What was your favorite part about it? My favorite part about the pageant would have to be the introduction dance, the burlesque intro dance. My pageant sisters and I, we went through the ringer trying to learn and perfect that intro dance with our partners while still trying to add our own flair, but still having to look uniform. It was just a lot. So when I was able to look back at the videos and just to see how well it came together and everything that we went through in order for it to come together, we all look stunning and you could just see all the hard work that we put into it. How are you going to move forward with your title? With this title as Miss Thicker and Snicker, um, I have so many programs in store, not only for my curvy girls on campus, but for all women on this campus. So while I figure out how I want to go about executing my programs, I'm going to keep them a secret for now, but just stay tuned. Okay. Thank you, Miss Dixon, for your time, and congratulations again. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. Yeah, have a good one. You too. All right. So we're here with Tizer editor-in-chief of this year's Eagle magazine. How are you doing, Tyson? I'm doing very well today. That's good. That's good. So this is the first semester we had Ego back, and I want to say three semesters. What are some of the plans you have for the magazine this year? So some of the plans that I have are to really just um, focus more on, like, Black-owned businesses here on campus. Mm -hmm. So, like, whether it's fashion, um, clothing, jewelry, lashes, whatever it is, I want to focus more on that. And also just, um, like, making notice of more things that happen on campus. Mm-hmm. So just like events, basketball games, pageants, whatever it is, I just want to highlight everything and make sure everything is covered in the magazine. I got you. What are some things that you're excited about being able like to do this year? I know you just mentioned like being able to do coverage with like the small businesses and stuff like that. What are some of the things now that you are finally like in this position that you're really looking forward to doing the most? The most, it would have to be the photo shoots. Mm-hmm. I just, I love just like being the creative director and seeing like everything come to just like how it is, is my mind and just comes to life. I love when it happens. So most definitely that and just making sure that everybody's visions that they have are like being brought brought out. So whatever they like the ideas they bring to me, I want to make sure that it happens and it doesn't go unnoticed. Bro, talk a little bit about the theme. What kind of theme can we be expecting this year? Okay, so the magazine theme is Black culture. So I really wanted to, it's going to be centered around Black culture because I feel like it's something that should be that should be talked about. It's been a while since the magazine has been centered around that. And also a little bit of like Black history, just like people on campus that are doing things in the community, highlighting them. And really, that's it. Just Black culture, being Black, and the power in that. All right. So when can the readers expect to see this newest issue of the magazine? So we're pushing for the end of the month mm-hmm. so by the end of the month the magazine magazine should be out and i'm really excited about that too i'm really excited for y'all to see what we're working on i'm here for it. i think it's gonna be really cool for the university as a whole like the university is always a better place when ego is like a part of it as far as the uh, publications that we have for the office of student media yes, thank you very that. thank you very much for your time Taj. i appreciate it no problem thank you for having me all right Okay, so let's take a segue into television's hottest, latest drama featuring Zendaya. Truly a beautiful masterpiece. HBO Max has outdone themselves. It's giving me Degrassi. We are talking about Euphoria. That's a depressing show, yo. It's, it's a really not. good show. It's, it's a really good show, it but is. it's depressing, yo. I haven't really watched nothing but 
the first episode and it's kind of hard for me to watch. Well, I'm that's a it's very, it's very, very, very high strung as a drama very. because we want it dramatic, right? P.S. P.S. Nate needs to die. Okay, now. Yes, highly agreeable. What I will say is I don't like when people say, oh, well, Euphoria is not very accurate because in high school, I didn't do that. Yada, yada, yada. You have to understand, like, I grew up in Vegas. This is what happens. I grew up and down the street. Are this not, is what happens. It pretty are not. is extreme. I kind of wish they were in college. I get that, but this is what, like, for, especially for, like, places like Vegas, for my experience, they did start everything young. Drugs, mm-hmm. young. Yeah, sex, young. White kids, very, very yeah. young. I, I didn't want to say, I didn't want to say, yeah, the white people, they get doing white. stuff like that in high school. So I hear y'all, but I'm from down here. I went to Scotlandville. That's right down the street. This is a majority black school. Yes. It's not that far off the market for what's going on. Like, but y'all do great. We had a girl who right. really OD'd in class. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that. for white kids, you know what? I take that back. In high school, I went to high school mostly full of Hispanics, but they were taking like um, Xanax bars and stuff like yeah. that. So, brief story, real brief story, and I'm like, a, like a second, ten seconds. So, real quick, when I was in high school, I was getting off the bus one day, and one of the young boys, I was a senior, he was a freshman. They was like handing out pills going like backwards into the cafeteria. Like our buses land in one area of the school. We walk backwards towards the cafeteria for like breakfast. He was actually handing out the perks and stuff going backwards towards the cafeteria. That's the kind of wild stuff that would happen. That's crazy. That's so how long before Rue overdoses? Yeah. I don't. Well, that's the thing. I don't think that I think that because Ali is back in her life, it might be different. What I really appreciate about the most recent episode, thank you for acknowledging that Gia is grieving too. Thank yeah. you. Gia's dad has never been through right. it. Everybody that's the like, part of being a drug addict, though. Like, you only think stuff rises and falls on you. But it's like, I get what Rue is saying when she says she doesn't understand if she's actually sorry for what she said or if she actually meant that's it. Real. Because when you are on mm-hmm. drugs, you're totally different you, will, you will say anything, anything. To, get to get what you want. Because what you wanted was, that's why even in the previous episode, she was willing to out Cassie, like completely throw Cassie under the bus. Yeah, well, Cassie deserved it because you tried Absolutely. To, Cassie is very weak. No girl code. Cassie is Come very on, weak. Not even just girl code, but like I said, in the previous episodes, I went back and rewatched a couple of episodes. The episode where Nate choked Maddie and he was dealing with the backlash of that, mm. Maddie was screaming at her mom, like, you don't know him, F you. That's right, because you know. they went to the principal's office. Exactly. Oh, yeah, she was screaming right. at her mom, you're screaming right. at everybody. Yeah. Why does it look just like Cassie? Maybe disrespecting their parents too much. So if I can make they, a point real quick, and this is not an argument, I've seen like a lot of people, not even an argument, but just a point. Maddie is the only, well, besides Zendaya and her family, the only other person of color on that show. And I feel like, yeah. I feel like they are using that kind of dynamic because she's being treated very like badly this season. And she's being, she the way that she's characterized, the way that she's characterized is, is, is almost like the writers are kind of making it so, well, she did kind of make well, up with him in, in the first season. Yeah. Kat is also Hispanic. Yeah, she, she is, doesn't she look is. like. And I feel it, bad for my girl Kat because she's going through. But I she, don't. She's okay doing to herself too at the same time. Her last conversation with her boyfriend was really messed up. Kat's you white. cannot gaslight. You cannot yes, gaslight like, someone into, you know, breaking up with them. When you could just tell, you could be honest with him. But she told him, oh, I have a terminal brain tumor. And then he goes, uh, no, you don't. And she goes, yes, I do. And how dare you not believe me? That is so evil of Kat. She's doing it to herself. My thing is why? Because she doesn't believe that, you know, a person like her, a person who's bigger, a person who is, you know, not as, she's not like Maddie and she's not like Cassie. She's not, she doesn't view herself as being very soft and she has her own insecurities, her she own can, issues. She can though. She can, but she's having we that issue. We've seen it from before, but. Yeah. But those she, are things that you have to fight inside of yourself. That's true. She wants like a Dothraki or something. How do you let someone love you when you don't love yourself? Nonetheless, 
come this Sunday, watch the what fourth, fifth episode of you? This will be the seventh, six. I think. Oh, seven. wow, seven. Thanks. Yes, it's episode going six. Is is well, I have two Jay-Z. seasons I'm to watch at up. the end. But what you got going on? Now that we're wrapping up, let me give you guys a rundown of what's going on for the rest of February. So we have the Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated Interest Meeting, Murder Mystery Dinner, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated Mardi Gras Ball, Alpha Sigma Battle of the DJs. Well, next week is Kappa Week. Pi and Noob, SGA Informational, SGA Senate Meeting, Bible Study, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, Black History Program, Miss Crimson and Cream Pageant, Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated Yard Show, Royal Court Informational, King Cake for the Culture, Shimmy Like a Noob, Open Mic Coffee Shop, and Senior Class Toilet, Toiletry Drive. It's going to be a great Black History Month. Yes, Such Lord. a beautiful turn of events. Like, that's a heavy lineup, G. Mm-hmm. Hey. You can't say you bored next week. You, you better not. All month. And make sure y'all go to Bible study too. But on that okay. note, <laughs> thank y'all for joining in on us, for joining us on this episode of Jag Talk. We're going to be here same time next week. Yes, sir. See ya. Be safe, stay up, mask right. up. Love y'all. Coming to you live from Over the Hump and On the Bluff with the latest news, sports, entertainment, pop culture, and campus events. This is Jag Talk Podcast, powered by Southern University Office of Student Media.